Welcome to the third episode of 15 Minute Fire, a Torah inspiration podcast brought to you by the Shivata Kotel Bergman Family Leadership Program. In this episode of the show, I'll be interviewing Rabbi Stephen Weil. Rabbi Weil is the former senior vice president, aka the chief professional officer of the Orthodox Union, and the current chairman and CEO of the Friends of the IDF organization. Rabbi Weil is a sought-after public speaker and scholar in residence, known for his passionate advocacy for the land of Israel and Jewish education. Rav Weil is known both within and outside the Jewish community for creating governmental relationships in support of Jewish continuity and the Jewish homeland. So, without further ado, I'm your host, Ben Sion Gisser, and this is my interview with Rabbi Stephen Weil. Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi Weil, how are you doing today? Thank God. It's good to be with you, Ben Sion. An honor to be with you. Columbus produces the great Jews, and we get one of Columbus's best, the prodigal child in Columbus, Ohio. I appreciate it. I'm very excited as well to have Rebbe on for today's episode of 15 Minute Fire. This is one I was looking forward to to a long time, even before I reached out to Rebbe to have Rebbe on the podcast. But let's jump right into it. What is the most powerful religious inspirational experience that Rebbe has ever had? There can be many, but I'll give you one. That I, that I, I would sit and listen to the recordings of Rabbi Soloveitchik give the shiurim to the community in Boston. Now understand, unlike New York, where all the students were prepared, they spent, you know, days and days studying the Myron Macomos, Rabbi had to come there. An audience was extremely eclectic. You had a massive Talmudic Chachamim. You had people who had no background. They were graduate students at Harvard, at MIT, very bright people, but didn't have a background. And he had to be able to create a symphony that spoke to all of the above and everything in between. And he'd go two hours, two hours, two and a half hours. You could never get away with that today. But the, the rub was mesmerizing. And remember, I'm not looking because I'm not, I don't have reels. I'm listening to it on a cassette. And you just felt like you were on a different planet. You, it was the same text of the Chumash that you thought you knew. And the way he broke it down, the way he analyzed it, the way he set it up, and the way it all came together, it was a different Torah. The same words were different words after he was through. And you just felt you were a different Jew, and you had a different connection with the Ribbon Shalom and a different connection with the Torah. So I would say listening to those shiurim. Beautiful, beautiful. And something I've experienced here at Akotel, a great Rebbe can really change the way you see things that you've been learning for a long time. And, and thank God I felt it. I can honestly not imagine what it was like to hear the Torah of Rav Soloveitch. Moving on to question number two. Rebbe has spent a long time as one of the leaders of the Orthodox world. How as Jews do we learn to love every Jew? So I'm going to say, I don't, I don't mean this at all to be cynical, but if you don't have expectations, you won't be disappointed. In life, that's a general principle. And the reality is, if you don't have expectations and you don't have demands, you have aspirations and you have desires and yearnings, but then you know what? Then you can find you're you're satisfied with each and every one. You know, my point is if I expected them or expect the community to be able to come forward, do this or do that, and then you're disappointed if they don't reach it. But if you don't have these expectations, and the community is growing or the individual is growing from point A to point B or point A to point F or point A to point P. So then you're extremely thrilled. And that way you, you have the passion, you have the love, you have the hope, you have the inspiration, the optimism. 
Absolutely. When we see Jews as one, when we see Jews as one people, and when we don't come in with expectations, then obviously we're going to not disappoint it. It's going to be the exact opposite because, as Rabbi said, if you come in with nothing, if you come in with no expectations, then you'll see the, all the positives that those Jews are doing and thus loving every Jew. Moving right along. And the other, the other piece of it also is, is that there are certain individuals, you know, that, that's the whole Rambam and the Parish of Mishnahis of the last Mishnah of Makos. There are certain individuals, their proclivities or strengths are not in area X, but in area Y that you never, ever planned on going down that road. They, they fly. There are certain people, you know, in certain areas of Chesed or certain people in certain other areas that are just so, so capable and can transcend and can, can perfect those areas even though you, you weren't focused there. And the problem is, is we should, and this is a big mistake we make, don't project myself or don't project what I think this person could be or should be onto that person. Find their tachunas and nefesh, right? Find their strengths and their proclivities and let them sail in that area, whether it's a community or whether it's an individual. Right, just to clarify what Rebbe's saying, is Rebbe, is Rebbe saying along the lines that each and every Jew, each and every sect of Jew, each and every individual Jew has their own particular strengths that we need to see? to find and then to really enable them to, to, to perf excel, perfect, and, and, and fly in that area. That's exactly right. Absolutely, absolutely. Moving right along to question number three. How does Rebbe define being an Or Lagoyim, a light to the nations? What's its importance and how can we achieve it? Well, I'd like to quote Ravaran Khan. Shlita, really one of the, the great masters, one of Rabbi Salvechi's greatest students and one of the great great Bali Hasbara and Bali Chesed of the world. And that is this, that the difference between Kiddush Hashem and Orlegoyim, Kiddush Hashem means that you or I as an individual, by leading an extremely morally and ethical life, by conducting ourselves with dignity, that the prototype of Rav Hirsch, Yisrael Mensch, you know how we can, a Jew, you just see it's a different sug, a different species of human being, this individual, a refined, educated, thoughtful Ben Torah, who has a perfected morality and ethics. That's Kiddush Hashem. And that can be done anywhere on earth. The way we walk, the way we conduct ourselves in the airport, at the shopping mall, wherever it may be. <laughs> Excuse me. But Or Lagoyim can only be the nation of Israel in Israel, meaning it's a society. A society with the full complement of mitzvahs, the mitzvahs of, of Parsha Shoftim, the mitzvahs of throughout Sefer Devarim, where you see the society, how it treats its weak, how it develops a military, how it runs its governmental institutions, how the society looks after the poor, how the society enables for job creation, all of the phenomena of creating the society, healthcare, et cetera, et cetera, research. That can only be done with the Jews as a nation, as a government, etc. A halachic, a theocracy. That's Orlegoim. That's what Yeshaya Hanavi was talking about. Kiddush Hashem, that can be done by you or I, whether we're in Alaska, whether we're in Argentina or Australia. Okay, But that's really an individual or a small group of Jews. But, but the notion of transformation of the nations of the world that's, so to speak, the Jewish halachic government, the Jewish halachic society in Israel. Absolutely. And, and as, as an important leader in the Jewish world, has Rebbe seen improvements in regards to being an Orla Goyim, in regards to the nation coming together? 
So it's a challenge. And, and I think you who are living in Israel see it right now. It has not been our greatest moment in terms of how certain parts of the religious community have conducted themselves during COVID. And it's had a huge impact health-wise and economically on other parts of society. We haven't shined. It hasn't been our greatest moment, unfortunately. And it's an area we have to do tshuva. And it's an area that was a huge, huge missed opportunity. Where you see, you know, or Lagoyim is, look, look at the, the Jewish army. The IDF, what it is, is the great unifier. The IDF of what it is, is it, 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 there's, for instance, when I went with Brigadier General Bensi Gruber to West Point, and he spoke to the graduating cadets, and he talked about Torah Neshek, the ethics of war. He specifically was talking about how you deal with an asymmetric warfare, an enemy like Hamas or Hezbollah that's not wearing a uniform, and how you protect, you know, so to speak, civilian casualties, what they call collateral damage. And when he is in front of a room of hundreds and hundreds of graduating cadets and officers, and they give him a standing ovation of close to five minutes, and he's representing Israel, and he's got a kippah on his head, okay? And he does the same thing in Colorado Springs with the cadets of the Air Force, and they have an incredible reverence and awe for how the Jewish army nurtures and mentors its members and produces an ethical human being and produces a sensitive human being. That's Orlagoyim, okay? So in certain areas, we've done a very nice job of that. Kiddush Hashem, you and I all know, it didn't look very good last month when we who are less than 2% of the United States of America, meaning the Jewish community, represented a very, very a significant, almost 40% of those who had a presidential pardon. So throughout the news was the story of Jewish criminals. Most of them were white collar criminals. You know, and it looks like, you know, the Jews have the power and the Jews have the control and they manipulate, you know, government to get favors and pardons and clemency and this and that. You know, it just, it didn't look good for us. And, and as much, it's extremely important that you and I observe the laws of shotness and that we observe the laws of kashras. But in terms of Kiddush Hashem, it's how we treat our employees. It's how we conduct ourselves and how we market our goods and our services, how we treat our customers, our clients. And that is a real challenge. That's where we can make a huge impact. But it's a real challenge because unfortunately, not all of our people are hypersensitive to that. You know, there's a reason that we start treating the first limud that we give to young children is elumetzius. Why? Because from a very, very young age, we show the incredible sensitivity that the Torah and that Chazal have, how we treat, not only how we treat someone else, but how we even treat their property, their assets. You know, we try to inculcate that into our children at a very young age and raise B'nai Torah, who have a profound sensitivity to other human beings and to the assets of other human beings. But tragically, it's not always manifest in all of our people. And the press in particular is always looking to show, you know, the Jewish white collar criminal. For the same reason that not every sexual pedophile is a, is a Catholic priest. But when it happens, what gets on the front cover of the newspaper, the Catholic priest? Same thing. Not every white collar criminal is a Jew, is an Orthodox Jew. 
but they love to show it when it's an Orthodox Jew that does something inappropriate, not paying their taxes properly, not treating their employees properly, you know, creating a Ponzi scheme. So we have to be extremely sensitive. And as institutions, we cannot be mechabed and not show honor and what's called chanifa, flattery to such individuals. Terrible, terrible chil Hashem. And actions speak louder than words because the children see not so much what we preach, they see how we conduct ourselves. And by, by sometimes the wrong actions, whether it's a sin of commission or omission, we end up raising a hypocritical, corrupt next generation. So we have to be very, very careful of that. Absolutely, absolutely. If Rebbe can condense it into one tip on how to be an Orla going, how to make a Kiddush Hashem, would it be sensitivity? I would say, with the, ask yourself, when, 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 we act, when we're in an airport, when we're do, engaging in a negotiation, when we're writing out an application, just ask yourself, would the Chavitz Chaim, would Rabbi Soloveitchik do what I'm doing right now? If he was in my shoes, how would he answer this question? How would he walk? How would he speak if he were in this situation? I, I know that's very simple, but in one sentence, I think, you know, if, 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 if I have to say to myself, if the Chabot's time were in my shoes, how would he respond? Absolutely. Absolutely. So think, think in the, in the ways of our Gedolim, use the role models that we have in order to, in order to kind of map out for ourselves what is the right thing to do. Brilliant. They, right. They're the living embodiment of the Torah. They are the manifestation of Torah values. So that's what I'm striving. I, I'm striving to be a, that, that my life should be a Torah's Chaim. I'm striving to be like them. Absolutely. Now, would they say what, would they speak the way I'm speaking? Would they conduct themselves the way I'm conducting myself? Would they do a tax return the way I'm doing it? You know, and if I can try to put myself in their shoes, you know, halavai, you know, maybe I'll act a, a little bit more like the way they act. Right. Right. Strive to become them, and I'll strive to be Makade Shem Shemayim. But Orla Goyim has to be done as a society, a halachic society in Israel. There you have it. The Orla Goyim is a halachic society in Eretz Yisrael, while the Kiddush Hashem can be done on a more individual level. I would like to thank Rabbi Stephen Weil for joining me on this episode of 15 Minute Fire. It has been truly a pleasure. This episode has been awesome. It's been great. There are much, There is much to learn from this episode, as I hope the listeners of this podcast did, Rabbi Well. I just want to say one, one thing about our good friends from Columbus. You know, you host the Yeshiva tournament where all the baseball teams come from all over. Yeah. Indeed. I got news for you. I hear from the other Yeshivas how the Columbus community treats them, how the, the Balbatim, how you, the young men and young women of Columbus, how you treat your guests. And, and they always remember that experience. And they always remember the Columbus Jewish community because it's an extremely warm, thoughtful, humble, and embracing Jewish community. So you talk about Kiddush Hashem, you guys in Columbus know what it means. You know the word of, you, you know the meaning of that, of that halachic principle and of that mitzvah. Thank you so much, Rebbe. I really appreciate it. It has indeed been an honor and a privilege to grow up in Columbus as it has been an honor and privilege talking to you today. Bye-bye, well, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of 15 Minute Fire. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions, please email 15minutefire at gmail.com. That's 15minutefire at gmail.com. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you.